Welcome to another edition of the Encouragement 511 podcast. My name is Al Argo. I'm your podcast host, and it's my joy and my pleasure to just welcome each of our listeners this week to this week's edition of the Encouragement 511 podcast. Our only goal here on the podcast is to encourage you, to build you up, and to help you, to empower you, to equip you, to encourage others in your family, in your community, and in your country. I'm joined this week by a special friend of mine, all the way uh, originally from Australia, she and her husband now make their home in a mud hut in Nambia, Africa. She is a social entrepreneur. She is a business coach, a good friend of our ministry and our family. Welcome, Jodine Theron, to the Encouragement 511 podcast. Welcome, Jodine. Thank you, Al. It's always nice to see you. And uh, I hope that I can be an encouragement to your listeners today. Well, you are a coach and you are a business entrepreneur and your goal, share our listeners what your goal in Nambia is. What's your goal there in Africa? My big vision and what I want to try and accomplish by living here is to elevate, educate and empower 100,000 villages out of poverty by 2032. That's my big audacious goal. That's what I want to try and achieve. Well, and it's very specific. As I do goal setting seminars through the years, I've always taught people that, uh, and you and I both know that our, our goals have to be specific. They have to be measurable. They have to be attainable. That doesn't mean we can't stretch ourselves and stretch our team, but they also have to be, you know, time bound. And so I, I like the fact that you stated your mission and I actually, you didn't know it, but I'm actually looking at your mission right here on your Facebook page. And so you quoted it verbatim. And uh, But you're originally from Perth, Australia, where, where I met you. I, I came down, I was invited by a good friend of mine down to Perth to do several leadership events and a also did an author training master class in Perth uh, for uh, for my friend Chris Friend, and so and I met you at uh, one or several of those events there in Perth, and uh, and so we've stayed in touch through the years. By the way, congratulations on moving to to Nambi. How how many years have you been there? You've been there what two, three, four years already. Yes, so in August, uh, it has been three years that I've been living here, wow. and so. Um, that's a big change from the big city in Perth, Australia, to come live off-grid in a mud hut in Africa. Um, but but I love it here. And I love it here because I love the people here. And you have internet, so you can work not only with your clients that are around the world, but you can also serve the local villagers. And so tell us about your goal and, and, and some of their goals and dreams and ambitions for the next five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, when I first moved here, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, but I did know that, you know, a pivotal part um, of me being able to do social impact work would be to have internet access. 
And so being here, you know, having doing this interview with you is proof that even though you're in this remote African village, you are able to connect to the outside world. And this is the key to changing people's lives. This is the key that I believe that can bring people out of poverty. And that is why I've made this my mission. And what I see and what I want to help people with here is to teach them computer skills so that they can go digital, so that they can come out of poverty. And I'm hoping to partner with corporations and entrepreneurs that are also passionate about having a social impact, but maybe they don't know how they want to do that. And they can help by giving these people a chance of employment. And so that is really how I see that we can help these people who have been left behind by society for, you know, decades and centuries. It's the only way that they're really going to move forward is that they get those online skills. And I'm proof that you are able to connect to the Internet here. And so I think that together we can really make a difference. That's right. Together, we really can make a difference. I share that a lot in my seminars and speeches and even sermons in the U.S. and and around the world. And so every week here on the podcast, we have an encouraging word of the week. We also are going to have one or two encouraging quotes of the week. And we're going to end and leave our listeners with an encouraging verse of the week. But we want to start with that encouraging word of the week. And so the word that I've chosen this week is simply the word hope. Because I see that you're bringing hope to uh, these villages in and around your village there in Nambia. And so hope, according to the dictionary, hope is simply a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And so, you know, there's this verse uh, in 1 Corinthians that says, uh, now by faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. But hope is in there. People need hope. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, me just going out to the villagers here and sharing with them this vision that I can see for their futures, you know, it gives them that hope. And they are all so excited. You know, they know what they're missing out on by not having digital access, by not having access to the Internet. So this is creating, just sharing this vision with them. It is giving them a hope, not just for themselves, for their children and for the future that they can also do something other than working in the cornfield for the rest of their life. But but we need corn, and we'll take the corn. We're grateful for the corn. And so tell us about the role that your husband has in Nambia. He's originally from Nambia. And tell us about his role, if you're okay with that. I'm very intrigued by what he does as well. Yes, so he's got a job working for a company that does wholesale for a plant that grows here locally in Namibia. It is uh, called Devil's Claw. So it's like a natural herbal uh, remedy for arthritis, inflammation, and it's very popular in Europe. So he goes out to the very remote areas where this plant grows, and he teaches the people how to harvest the plant properly and with good hygiene and everything like that. And so they don't kill the plants, so it's in environmental training and things like that. And so they get a yearly income from this. And so it's not only popular in Europe, but also America and Southeast Asia. And again, a lot of our listeners would know that I'm really into natural remedies and herbs and vitamins and just, you know, I just prefer that route initially and again, mm. at some level, you know, maybe we need to go to our general practitioner. And of course, you and I really 
appreciate the great physician who has come to give us life and life more abundantly. But uh, so that's so interesting. Send our greetings to your husband and all of your friends uh, there in and around your mud hut in Nambia. Now, again, (laughs) most Americans are going to say the word Nambia, but actually the country is pronounced. Go ahead and and help our listeners understand how to properly pronounce the country. Namibia. And tell us the capital of the country. Ventuk. And so how far are you from the capital? I am about two days drive. So um, that would be probably uh, in America and over 650 miles. Uh, Yeah, over a thousand kilometers. And we're just having a conversation. Tell us how life is different in Nambia than it is down in Australia. (laughs) Um. There's so many things different, the good and the bad, I guess. Um, first of all, you have to get used to living amongst nature because there's no development here. So I'm literally living in the bush. It's off grid. We have to make fire every day to have hot water to shower. We go fetch our water from the river. We put our water into canisters to drink. So there's a lot of manual work into living this way. Nothing is automatic. Uh, We have solar power, so we are blessed, but all of the people live here without any power. They have no power. They have no running water. They have no sanitation. Hmm. They literally just really have their mud huts, and they work in the cornfield to feed themselves. So um, there is a lot of snakes. There's scorpions. I've been stung by a scorpion in my bed, which is not fun. (laughs) So, yeah. That's different in a sense where you really you really realize that you're amongst nature here and that it's basically survival for your life every day. The good side of it is that you're away from all the hustle and the bustle and the stress of city life. Here it's very slow paced. People tend to have better relationships with each other because they have the time. They don't have all of these other stresses and pressure on themselves. And you're amongst nature, which is wonderful. You know, if I go walking in the morning, I do my prayer walk with God. And it's just really nice to be out in nature a lot more. You hear a lot more birds around you and and wildlife, which you don't get when you live in a city. So there are definitely pros and definitely cons. For (laughs) any one of our listeners, you you know, wherever you and I uh, might live. There's definitely, you know, some some good things, and there's some definitely some challenging things about each of our living conditions. So it's very interesting. What's the most common food, and what's it like a daily diet like there in the village? If you don't mind me asking. Yep. So all that the people eat here is corn maize. So uh, it's just like corn flour that they cook like a porridge. They will eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If they splurge out a little bit, they might have what they call relish, which is just any sort of vegetable. Maybe it'll be um, some wild um, vegetables that grow here. It's a bit like a spinach. They might put that on top of their forage. And um, that's basically what they live off. So not a lot of variety, uh, very basic. When most Americans think corn, I bet they think cornflakes. That's not what you're talking about. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So lots of corn. And uh, and so how far are you from the nearest bigger city? It's about a two and a half hour drive. That's where we go and shop for food or anything that we need supply. And you guys go once a week or once a month or? We usually go um, 
uh, every two weeks or three weeks to go do food shopping. Tell us about your ideal client. If, if any of, you know, again, this podcast is for authors and artists and athletes and business and ministry leaders in America, Australia, Philippines, and around the world. We've got listeners from over 30 countries who've come to the website already. And, uh, and so tell us about your ideal client, Jodine. My ideal clients are coaches, consultants, freelancers, entrepreneurs, authors, um, people that are really sort of trying to run their business and do a lot of the stuff themselves. And um, they might be looking at sort of scaling or going online and putting a lot of these online sort of systems and things in place for their marketing to grow, to automate their business. And so I help them to get a clear, simple, actionable and exciting vision for what to do next. So that they can move forward with confidence. So you help business owners and take next steps and create yep. systems to, you know, there's a, a great book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth mm-hmm. Visited. And, and that book changed my life 12, 13, 14 years ago when I discovered uh, his thinking about processes and systems mm. and the importance of, of whatever we do, whether it's ministry, business, uh, writing, everything, you know, the earth is a process and a system. Our body is a process mm-hmm. and a system. How much more, uh, you know, uh, if God wants us to be like him, you know, we're created in the image of God and he created us uh, living and developing within a process and system. And so if we're to be creative, a lot of that's creating these processes and systems. So what's one or two takeaways for our, our listeners? If, if maybe they've They've not really even thought about a process and system for their household or their business or their future. What's one or two takeaways and action steps that each of our listeners can begin to think about today? Well, the first step really is to try and get everything that is inside of your mind out. And this is the hardest step where a lot of people get stuck because they have so much stuff going on. And this is what when a coach or, or a mentor or somebody that can brainstorm things with you comes in handy because then you get everything out. Then you need to sort those things into practical steps and milestones. And you then only focus on your first milestone because if you look at everything, you get overwhelmed. Would you like to share with our listeners the encouraging quote for the week? I know you picked out an encouraging quote to share with all of our listeners. Share the quote with our listeners, if you will, Jodine. So this is a quote by Anish Nin, and it is, We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Tell our listeners what that quote means to you. So there's two sides to this quote for me. The first side is reflecting on yourself and understanding that you look outwardly to the world depending on your frame of mind, depending on your perceptions and experiences and things. And so you have to have an awareness of yourself to be able to better yourself and be more positive, take more action. And then there's the other side of that where you need to have mercy and grace toward others and understanding that they too are in a different place. Like Jesus said on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so that is the two sides that I see to that quote. You know, it's interesting that everybody's at a different place in life. And so Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And Mm -hmm. so as a business owner, our role is really to serve and not to be served. 
And, uh, and so we have to be willing to do the things that need to be done to help our clients succeed, to help our team succeed, whether that team is in one village in Africa or whether that team is spread out across Southeast Asia or, or whether that team is, is uh, whether it's, again, ministry-based, business-based, nonprofit-based. And uh, a lot of that is personal and professional development. We, we have to make sure that we're of our obstacles, of our opportunities, and then help our team identify their own obstacles and, and opportunities. And so some coaches say that you should not focus on your weaknesses, but I say you have to be aware of your weaknesses. And, Absolutely. And, and, but, but I've heard coaches, I've heard authors say, you know, and again, I agree that you delegate your weaknesses, but I also believe that you can strengthen your weaknesses and, and even, even seek to make the weakest area of your life become, you know, dominant and, and stronger. What's one or two books that you really recommend to your clients and your friends right now? Um, of course, the number one book is the Bible because, uh, you know, that has a lot of wisdom in there. But if, if I'm thinking about just books that people have written, if you're looking at business books, I would recommend Ready, Fire, Aim okay. is a really good book okay. because it teaches you to not try and be a perfectionist. Don't try and get everything perfect before you take action. Okay. Just get things going. And so a lot of people in business, especially when they start going online, they try and make everything too perfect before they move forward. And what this principle teaches you is that really you're going to define everything as you go. So you're learning to fly on the way down, really. And you should just take action because that's a whole lot better. And by not taking action, you're not serving the people that you should be serving. You're not helping the people that you should be helping. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. And um Another book, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Key Person of Influence. That's been written around 10 years ago um, by a guy from Australia. He now lives in London. And that actually teaches you, he was around a lot of very successful, you know, millionaire, billionaire people. And he realized that they carry a certain way of thinking, mm -hmm. that they are not the functional person in a company that can be replaced but they're driven by providing value and that's that's such a uh, important thing and how you shift your way of thinking about your key role especially if you're the leader of your business mm -hmm. that you have to be focused on how can i provide more value which is service yes one, one word service how can i serve today and 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 again we have to serve ourselves. we have to serve the lord and we have to serve our family. We have to serve our community. We have to serve our country. We have to serve our company and our organization at the mm -hmm. highest level possible. We have to be very strategic. Um, mm -hmm. And I and all of our listeners were designed for purpose. We are designed to make a difference. And uh, and we can't do everything, but we can do something. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so we should walk in our strengths, but we should also seek to improve those weaknesses. And, and we all have weaknesses. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Tell our listeners now, now you have a special idea going on right now because the number 40 uh, is very <laughs> important uh, to you. And so tell our listeners what, how, first of all, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you. Um, the best way to reach out to me is on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. You can just search my name, Jodine Theron, and you'll find me. 
Uh, or you can go to my website, which is remarkablestudio.org. And right now, for any of our listeners, and again, this is only limited to the first 40. So, but the first 40 listeners, if you would like personal coaching from Jodine, she has a very special offer for you. Reach out to her because she is offering you a 40-minute coaching session at absolutely no charge. One coaching session to help you bring clarity to your business, to your ministry, to your book idea. And so I would just encourage you, reach out to Jodine in the middle of Africa, but she's very experienced. Tell our listeners about your background so they know who they're reaching out to. So about 15 years of my career, I worked in project management um, in Perth. So dealing with very large mining construction type projects multi-million dollar a month project so very large scale and so um, that's really where I honed in my craft and my skills with processes and procedures and dealing with a lot of moving pieces so this is where I've really uh, mastered that ability to take chaos and 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 turn it into something that has a vision and a clear path and um, for me now being a coach I would say my God-given gift is the ability to really understand where people are at, help them to really clarify their message. So I'm very empathetic. I'm very understanding. A lot of my clients say that I'm very passionate, I'm very patient, and I'm very practical. Mm. So that's a, a bit about me. And as well as that, I persevere a lot because I'm a visionary. It is my absolute pleasure. There's nothing that brings me more joy than to help people reach their goals and be of service to people. Wonderful. And uh, and so again, each week on the podcast, we not only have an encouraging word, the word this week is hope. Jodine has shared an encouraging quote of the week, but she's also going to share with you and I an encouraging verse of the week. Jodine, share a verse of encouragement for our listeners this mm-hmm. week, if you will. So I actually have two verses because the first verse is very short. (laughs) We have Mark 12, verse 3, where Jesus says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at that, we really need to understand what love is. Mm -hmm. And so the most famous love verse in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, where it talks about being patient, being kind. Do not envy or boast, not being arrogant or rude. Do not insist on your own way. Do not be irritable or resentful and do not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. Bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love never ends. Oh, that's good. Love never ends. Love never fails. But our podcast ends, and so ladies and gentlemen, that is bringing us to the end of our episode for this week with my good friend, business coach, social entrepreneur, all the way from Nambia, Africa, Jodine Theron. Jodine, thank you again for joining me and all of our listeners here on the Encouragement 511 podcast. For our listeners, if you would like to reach out to me, you can email me directly. Uh, the email is simply podcast at encouragement511.com. Again, that's just type in podcast at encouragement511.com. You can also go to the contact 
uh, form on encouragement511.com and uh, just uh, submit your message there. And uh, my team uh, will see that and uh, get back to you. We want to connect with you. Jodine wants to connect with you. You can also reach out to her directly uh, via her website at remarkablestudio.org. Again, my name is Al Argo. I'm your host on this weekly podcast, the Encouragement 511 podcast, where our only goal is simply to encourage you, to build you up, and to help you encourage others. Till next week, God bless and make it a great, great week. (music) 